0: Log Talk Radio. Mm-hmm.
1: Fans, it is Friday and you are tuned into Block Talk Radio's premier sports music program as well as the nation's this is fanatic radio on blogtalkradio.com. I'm your host, Michael Gardner. joins with me always, the creator of BeFlo360.com, New Jersey's own, notorious Ben Florence. BeFlo, this is our last show, but at least for about two weeks. How have you been?
0: I've been uh, pretty well, pretty well, you know. Same old, same old. How about you?
1: I've been great. Pretty rough week though, but then again, we will not be on the air next week because Flo and I will be enjoying Thanksgiving. So this is our Thanksgiving episode. Once again, we are in our festive Thanksgiving where I am an Indian Flo is a pilgrim. What? So one of the traditions that we have here on Fanatic Radio is, much like our good friends at PTI, shout out to them, we give our annual turkeys of the year, only instead of, Theres being no rules of sports specifics, we pretty much do anything for anyone that pretty much has been a turkey all season so for those that don't know the rules i'll start first my first turkey will go as much as it pains me to say this the American University men's soccer team on the basis account as much as I love them no homo they did not win the tournament for the fourth year in a row and I think that has to be some kind of record of doing well in the regular season, twice in a row winning the regular season, hosting the tournament, getting to the finals and not being able to close it off. But one thing, the, uh, as the old saying goes, there's always next year. But my first turkey of the day goes to the men's soccer team, praying and hoping that they win it because it'll be my senior year next year. people who's your first turkey?
0: First turkey has
1: to go to Chris L.
0: Dobbs. Yes! Who oh, so I actually saw yesterday. Really? I had a five-minute chat with him. Yeah, ah, he's doing well though. He is doing well. Why is he it? your first turkey? He's my first turkey because he's on. He was on Sports on. He uh, was running the show, and he was all excited about running the show before the year. He doesn't make it. Like he makes it a couple months, then he can't do it. So puts me in a hard spot where I have have no idea what to do. I have to run the show because I was made the. Uh, the I guess another producer. Because uh, Tyler Tomea would would never have done anything, which is true, and he admits it.
1: But, uh. But he's honest.
0: Yeah, so thumbs down, or well, not thumbs down, Turkey, Chris Elzab. Yeah, you
1: know. <laughs> Alright, uh, my second turkey definitely goes to. Give me a moment to think about this. Oh, who am I kidding? The, uh. I'm not gonna say the Olympics because they did a good job. But, um,. Coverage of gymnastics. Don't know the guy, uh, someone you probably know, the guy who does the Olympics or gymnastics. Oh, uh, Al Trawick. Yes, From Al Trawick is yes, my second these, turkey. Uh, great, phenomenal voice. But NBC's coverage of gymnastics on the Olympics, way too overhyped, too much riding on the Fab Five. Of course, some of these girls like Gabby Douglas, Mikhail Maroney, are 18 and younger. And I know, obviously, they're working hard, getting to the big stage, but, uh, gotta give a turkey to that because, first of all, they're not the Fab Five. There's only one Fab Five in this world, and they were the most badass college basketball team in the country that got to the finals twice, much like AU's men's soccer team, mm. and didn't get the job done. But the Chris Weber, uh, Jalen Rose, Juan Howard, that team, Steve Fisher coach Michigan Wolverines, is the only Fab Five that modern history should definitely know. Uh, yes, there's a great story behind it, but just the whole compassing a rat it because you know we had many other things like the United yeah, States men's basketball team, Coach Case Final Time coaching the dream team, uh the whole Kobe Bryant talking about Michael Jordan, which could easily be a turkey in itself, but I'll let it slide. Kobe. And uh Michael Phelps coming the most decorated Olympian of all time. But Al Trowig with his trying to get his call, the Fab five going gold, just it was too much for me. He's my second turkey.
0: Um I guess for my second turkey, I will have to give it to the one and only—you're gonna love this—the one and only Mike Leach, because I love Mike Leach. I—I uh, I thought it'd be a great hour. I thought Washington State would uh, be a. I thought they'd be a bowl team this year. Because right? Yeah. They were. They had four wins last year. Now they got a great coach and some good players. Not only are they two and eight, but the uh, top player that j- just left, Mar- Marcus Wilson. He had problems with Leach all year. He had, a, you know, had effort issues, and he was in Leach's dog, and he left the program. He said that Leach and the coaching staff abused players. Now, I don't know if that's legit, if this was just a disgruntled guy leaving, but, um, and obviously, and, you know, even though the whole thing with uh, Craig James's kid was complete BS, yeah, touching more on Craig James in a moment, okay. but um, it was all crap. Uh, but now they have another thing of uh, potential abuse uh, by coach, and it, it looks pretty bad, so and also the team's played like, played awful, and they're the only team this year that's lost to an atrocious Colorado team, so,
1: Mike Leach, I love you, I love Pirates. Yeah, Sashmo, or, uh, yeah, Sashmo, he has like an autographed poster or a mm-hmm. certificate of uh, actual Indian heritage from him, or I guess of his archives. Colorado could easily be a big case for a turkey. I won't bash them though because a good majority of my family CU alums and knowing that when Mike McCarty took over as um, coach of Colorado back in the 90s. Or Bill McCarty, Yeah, Bill McCartney. Took over as coach of okay. Colorado brought them uh, eventually their national title in 1990. And some BS on way. Uh, exactly but uh, that's back when uh, the BCS was not around. Yeah. But uh, my third turkey goes to the majority of the newcomers on Sports Zone, and you can definitely attest to this as well. Usually uh, last usually takes about a couple of weeks to come in, but they, a lot of them have knowledge to bring to the table. Former noble alums of you, yourself, of going from panelist to host in a year, which by the grace of Eric Wilkins, the the wave of Eric Wilkins made it possible. Uh, myself being another ho- uh, Nick Connor Trafton being a member of a legendary class. This one though not so not so high and mighty about because uh the the interesting characters I can't even say panelists because it just I think we blame ourselves for not weeding them in properly of getting them on uh, certain panels and shows instead of just letting them go out and host their own show. So end up we have so and of course for, for a couple of weeks I didn't even know these people's names. So we have Dom King who you like But it's alright I mean, I mean he got, he gets wrong. an alright though Moron because of his uh His opinions And his knowledge of sports Well he's kind of a moron anyway By the way for the record His name is Dom Lee. Yes Dom House Release Was Dom King Like Mike Tyson's favorite boy Now he's House Release Uh said Doug Martin was gonna be a Rookie of the year Pretty absurd As you, if you listened to last week's show BFLO and I completely just Ripped him a new one But uh also saw him the other day wearing a yellow shirt. A yellow, like, tight Nike dry fit shirt, much like the one I have on underneath my uh, Indian costume. And uh, and one shorts and slippers. Interesting uh, attire for clothes. And I believe that was the day it was 40 degrees outside. Yeah. So he's one. Uh, Jaron Berman, a good friend of mine. I was on the guest. I was on the show. Might come back because uh, the Knicks are doing well, which we'll get to in a moment later in the show. But uh matter of buckets over Broadway helped us uh, crack the whole Jeremy Linsanity when he was doing well in Madison Square Garden. But uh, worked with me at uh, AU Athletics and left after a year. Not even a year. I'd have to say a good four months. Because I uh, didn't know what he wanted. Because he re- he really came into it wanting to do men's basketball. And, of course, if anyone who works at AU Athletics knows the politics of men's basketball, us students will probably never get a chance to call a single play from the men's basketball games since it's taken over by Federal News Radio. Yeah, And... He comes in with his New York swag, whatever he calls it, uh wears his interesting rugby shirts on air. Uh and he started the whole trend of the uh polo and basketball shorts since everything's on, since he's not under the uh the desk.
0: Yeah.
1: He's another. Uh and the third one is uh Deepak Shakur. I do you know his last name? But um has good knowledge of baseball. Him and Mike the Friel Deal are are great, but his Overall, mannerisms and antics are that of, you know, a five-year-old. It's really hard to keep uh, tabs on him. Uh, nice kid outside, though. Big man on campus, so I like to call him now, because every time I'm with him, i always just to someone random. But uh, great knowledge of sports, just a uh, wacky attitude. Pretty much all of them. They all have good something, something to bring to the table, but it's just the ability for them to not have too much, you know, sugary drinks before they go on air. Uh. So ter- uh, third turkey of mine goes to the new panelists of sports on the class of what is it, twenty thirteen? Twenty twelve I guess that's the year. Yeah. It yeah, oh, yeah. was your third turkey
0: flo? Well it's interesting you had like uh you gave like three turkeys but for one turkey I don't know how that worked out. But like yeah. when I mentioned Craig James uh yeah I hate him. He was an atrocious yeah. analyst. Uh
1: he did the whole shenanigans with uh,
0: Mike Leach because his little kid's a
1: brat. He tried the whole "I'm Southern, so bring out my uh, crazy sayings, things I can slide my way through." Bit yeah, he's
0: trash, and
1: <laughs> you really don't like him, do you? Oh, he was
0: awful, and just a terrible analyst. And then he left hilariously, left to run for the uh, Republican Senate nomination in uh, Texas. I and the block had a lot of fun with his ridiculous campaign videos. Uh, the fact that he just has no idea what he's talking about and was saying just outrageous things and got like one two percent of the polling. So yeah, Craig James, terrible Senate run. Hopefully never hear from him again. But uh,
1: yeah, he's my uh, third turkey. Was there over the summer when uh, he was sort of launching his campaign? Absolute clown. I've met him once though. Uh, his he, when he played at SMU with the Pony Pony Express, the quarterback of that team before. Uh, Lance McElhaney, who I went to high school with his son.
0: Mm. The previous
1: quarterback, uh last name of Walker, son goes to Texas A and M is in my graduating class as well. So he came and spoke to our uh, journal uh our communications class back in the day. Uh my fourth turkey, I guess we can end it because we've got more of the show to cover. Fourth turkey will go to uh Shabazz Mohammed and uh number one recruit coming out of the uh ESPN at the hundred rise poll. Big hype. To entering to a UCLA team that was starving to make it to the tournament and do well in the Pac-12, which was a pretty awful conference last year, and yet uh, set foot on the court and play because he is currently ruled ineligible. Yep. So he come into this school, UCLA, which I'm guessing is not a hard school to do well in. Granted, it is a state is it a state school or a private school? It's a uh, it's a state school, but it's like a v- really good state school. It's pretty hard to get. But, of course, with, that, with athletes nowadays, pretty much get whatever they want. Yet this, yeah, guy is still in, yet this guy is still ineligible to play. So it has to think, how stupid is this guy that he can't get cleared by the NCAA to contribute to a UCLA team that pretty much needs him as of now. But just anyone else in general. turkey goes. Final turkey goes to Shabazz Muhammad because he is too dumb for school. Beefle, who's your final one?
0: My final turkey is going to go to Danica Patrick. Ah yes. Now I am not much as uh, she, I used to be a big time hater, uh, but then I realized it's not that much. But so next year she's going to be running full time in the Sprint Cup Series. Um, I mean she really shouldn't be. She was only decent this year nationwide, only tenth in the standings, and I was behind. I have to pull it up, but. She only has four top 10s. It's a very good team. Has sponsorship. But she was behind guys like, uh, what was it, uh, Mike Bliss. Yeah, like Michael Annette. Yeah, Michael Annette's run really well this year. But uh, Mike Bliss, who, I mean, he's a very good driver, he, but he also runs for a team that has no, uh, very little money. He has only one top 10 this year. And uh, she's only a few points ahead of Joe Nivacek, who's also unsponsored, has no money. And also only one top ten. So Danica Patrick, I mean, can she do well? I think so. She was pretty successful in IndyCar. I mean, initially I was a hater, but then I realized, eh, she's a little better than I thought she was. But, uh, I mean, I'm not seeing her full-time in Sprint Cup series, but hey, I could be completely wrong next year. But it is- it's all a sponsorship, that's why she, because it's
1: all, because gas and a lot of cash. So, yeah. Too much cash, actually. But it's interesting that you mentioned that—that that she's tenth in the points, because in uh, reality, she actually wouldn't be because of the whole rule that guys that come over and crossover from leagues or from different series can't earn points. So if the rules of the old NASCAR still stand, Joey Logano would easily be the top of NASCAR as well as Kyle Busch. So Danica Patrick. So then would, again,
0: though, he has a, he has—he has won a lot of races, but he has a run all the races.
1: Right. That's what. We're but I'm glad you mentioned that because that rolls into a perfect way to start this I, episode. I, I did
0: something that up
1: perfect. Wonderful segue. Once again, Fnatic Radio, Milo Gardner, Ben Florence, blogtalkradio.com, slash Fnatic Radio, 6465953137, brought to you by Oddwall and the Ready program from and Gamble. Lost sponsorships that we mentioned, much like the sponsorships in NASCAR, as it's championship week here at Miami Homestead, where Brad Keselowski leads Jimmy Johnson, full five time, by 20 points during the last stage of the race, which, when I left for Texas, it was um, Kieslowski by two, Johnston won the race, went up by seven. Uh, Kieslowski ended up finishing second, Wow, finish there. Roll into Phoenix, and a series of unfortunate events turns into Happy Harvick winning for the first time in almost a year, mm. but uh, overshadowed.
0: And also, we must mention, this was the weekend that they announced that he, that he would be leaving after next year. And Richard Childress was extremely angry about it, but I didn't answer any questions about it all on Saturday, and he was just very, very, seemingly very angry about it. But,
1: uh, yeah, but anyways, continue. So, so uh, that all happens. Ends up winning the race, but overshadowed by second, uh, a second biggest thing of Jimmy Johnson cutting a tire... And now going 20 points down from Kislaski, But uh, more importantly, my boy Jeff Gordon getting involved in a scuffle with uh, Michael Walter Racing's Clinton Boyer. Yeah. Ends up getting hit by him. Then following lap, I don't know if they're giving Jeff Gordon the black flag or not, but he slowed down. Waited Boyer. waited for Boyer to come around. Smashed him into the wall along with Joey Logano. Gordon actually got tackled. A uh, huge pile ensued. And they yeah. finally got Gordon News trailer. You see Clint Boyer sprinting yep. to the AARP driver, driver and hunger hauler. Yep. And uh, a huge fire broke out. It was amazing. Not yeah. not like the, uh, the 70, the Daytona 500, the Arborow, and uh, yeah, Allison. Yeah, not quite. Because it wasn't that big of a stage. But uh, you mentioned this before you went on the air. This has been the wildest year of NASCAR, hasn't it? Yeah, certainly the wildest.
0: Uh, we mentioned that The season started off first ever time the Daytona 500 was uh, delayed, and it, we had, out of Monday night in Juan Pablo Montoya, infamously crashed into a, uh, you know, jet dryer, so that was bizarre, and then we have this huge brawl, I mean, fights in NASCAR, this was like, this was a legit brawl, like, we don't see that, really, uh, I just, you know, everywhere, now and again, pit
1: crews, they get a little feisty. You know, you get a lot of big guys. Well, we had uh, a Tony Stewart throw a helmet at Matt Kenseth's car. Yeah. I believe that was at Richmond.
0: Uh, I think, yeah, that was Richmond. Richmond there,
1: or Darlington, one of those two. It, de-
0: it was Richmond because it was recently. And, uh,
1: yeah, so. But, um. Uh, you are the height of just too much But did you ever think that all that anger built up would uh escalate into what it did. Um yeah, I really did it and I know I certainly
0: know you're gonna disagree, but I'm just gonna <laughs> go with the say this was hundred percent Jeff Gordon's fault. I mean Gordon was mad that oh he's always running me over. Looking about what over what happened between them earlier in the race, it was just hard racing. I and mean, if you don't like that, don't race. And not only that, Clint Boyer is still running for a championship.
1: I think they were saying he was I don't know what he is now, thirty eight points fine. No, now he's like uh like fifty or Yeah, uh, he, like was, 80, he was he was in the thirties though. Yeah, yeah, especially the
0: way Johnson's day went, he could exactly. easily be at the competing. And that's another thing that gets uh nobody mentions that Johnson crashed and you now Kesla clearly his to lose. But Gordon not only that, he turned. he got black flagged and he refused to go to pit road anyways. Slow down the racetrack clearly gonna turn him turns him into the wall, takes out Logano. Uh, Eric Alvaro was having a good run. He got involved, too. So it was just Jeff, Jeff Gordon. I mean, really, honestly, he should have been suspended for this weekend's race. Yeah, uh, because we all remember what Kyle Busch did last year. When he was uh, when he under caution, he uh, turned Ron Hornaday into the wall. After. It was really like they were passing a, uh, a lapped car. And so they kind of got to air 'cause because it went three wide to Texas last year. But, um, it's always I, a I really faster. think that what Gordon did was
1: completely over the line, and he should have been suspended for this weekend race. I find uh, they a 100,000. Yeah. Uh, 25 points, so. Yeah, the points mean nothing because he's out. Yeah, he's, n- he's 90 behind. I mentioned a boy, 52. Dropped the position. Now Casey Kane is the third, 50 points. Yeah. But, uh,. Yeah. Final race of the season. NASCAR comes to an end. Beautiful Miami. Yeah, Brad Kizoski has to finish 15th or higher, even without leaving a lap. Do you think this is his to lose, or will Jimmy Johnson overcome all odds to run essentially the race of his life to win the championship?
0: Um, I, I mean, we've learned
1: in NASCAR never to count anybody out,
0: and certainly really someone like Jeff Gordon or Jimmy Johnson, who seemingly always had. Ever since that, when he blew that tire at Homestead in uh, 2005, when Tony Stewart ended up winning and he was running second at the time, well, literally every time he gets every break. Even when he's crashed early in the chase, he always ends up back in. So it's, it, was, it was shocking that he crashed out at Phoenix. Brad Cazzozi was going to gain ground anyways, because he had the better car, So you've seen that Keselowski's run better at tracks now, there at Texas than
1: he ever has before. So drivers yeah, do; they usually escal- escalate and elevate yeah. their game, especially when uh, pressure's on the line. Yeah. So
0: Kev- all Keselowski has to do is finish 15th or higher, and the championship is his. I think that you'll probably see. Have they had qualifying yet? I'm not sure, but live. We'll, we'll definitely get on that. But I think. He'll, Johnson will be a favorite to win the poll. He's won the pole. He's run decently at Homestead before. He's not great, but he's got kind of like a mid-teens uh, average finish. Tskoski's not run very well at Homestead either, so that kind of makes it a wash. I, I think it's going to be really tough for Johnson to win it, obviously, because he needs to basically win, lead all the laps, and he needs to – Keselowski to have a bad day, which he hasn't had because Keselowski's been on fire. He's only had one finish outside the top 20 since the first Texas race, after he started the season really poorly. So, I think I'm pretty certain that Brad Keselowski will win the championship, although you never know. Something weird can happen and possibly could happen. And you know what could end up happening? We talked about this little brawl. Brad Keselowski almost got take, taken out in that crash. Yeah, final so lap. Yeah. That could have been, and who knows, he, he ended up crashing because uh, they they all they kind of spun out in oil when NASCAR did, decided not to throw a like, caution flag, which was ridiculous, because there was clearly oil on the track, and then, like, five, six cars. They didn't throw a caution when you had Danica Patrick on turn four spun.
1: Well, she she spun. Is, she's an idiot for not pulling off the track, as you mentioned in your uh, your turn. Well, yeah, but, I mean, there,
0: I mean, you're right in turn four. But, I mean, I, I understand, and this never happens, and I've had trouble with, because they always throw a caution when there's, and every non-road course track, no matter where the guy, the guy could be completely on the, and even if he gets around, they'll throw the caution. But, like, and I understand here, but this is a short track, the one-mile track, and it's, like, the last couple laps. It's, like, what's the point of not throwing the yellow flag? It was ridiculous. And you saw the oil on the track, and, like, even Harvick said, you could see when you watch the race again, they were sliding right through it. He was sliding right through it, so that could have been really bad. I think that was a major mistake by NASCAR, but yeah, I, or, or, the original point,
1: because I started to ramble, as so always. No, but will continue the rant. That actually happened uh, earlier this year at Watkins Glen. Instead of a great finish, yeah. good for the fans, uh, Marcus Ambrose ended up being Kyle Busch. Yeah. But uh, Busch ended up losing that race because he got into the oil of Bobby Labonte. Yes,
0: yes i Texan lunch.
1: Yes, Corpus Christi. And uh Texas brother of Texas, great, Terry, Terry Leval. Great town, great town. I've never been, honestly, <laughs> but uh, I hear it's nice. We do, there. Definitely, that's where we'll, we'll spend a uh, spring break this year. Yeah. Back radio live from Corpus Christi. Yes. Just a few minutes away from South Padre. But anyway, you are saying about uh, NASCAR and Keselowski. Oh,
0: um, yeah, had to break for that. Yeah, Kesel. Keselowski, he had a nice uh, tweet. Uh, tweeting, uh, he was in his car. Tweeted again in car, um, and he did that before. He did that in the Daytona 500, and he got so a lot of followers. Actually, one of my turkeys, Chris Aldab, was hating on him, saying, "Oh, you shouldn't get the notion of texting and driving, even though they're under a red flag." It was ridiculous. But he doesn't know. He didn't know what he was talking about. So i he's not supposed to anymore. Exactly. But um, yeah, I really don't get why. They fined him for that. I know Keselowski was very mad in the press conference. He, he actually got fined t- for that. Yeah, it, it, that's what he got fined for, and he's very angry because he got because like like uh, the rules usually are when you're a car is passing you a faster car, don't like try and turn them into the wall, which what he kind of did. He slammed into Jimmy Johnson's car at Texas. I mean, ended up. Unfortunately, the other room crashed, but he got a lot of flack for that, for violating a rule, and he was mad that, you know, everyone was hating on him, but then you, they'd go out and have this nonsense at uh, the Jeff Gordon stuff, and he was very angry, felt that there was a little double standard. I think he probably just should have kept his mouth shut, because, yeah, he was angry, but, yeah, you're probably going to win the championship, so he calmed down, but, uh, yeah, he was definitely upset, but, you know, a little fire out of him. I like that. I like that. So you say he's going to win this weekend. Yeah, I I think you could see Jimmy Johnson winning the race, but Keselowski finished, like, top five. So I, I just think that for Jimmy Johnson, it takes too much. And Keselowski, he's had the luck ever since he's been on on, on fire. That's why I predicted him to finish second in the championship.
1: I picked Greg Biffle
0: to win it all. That, that turned out great. That, was, I
1: that, that was Yeah, apparently he had the most top, top, top tens entering. Yeah, race, and, and he's thought, only had two top 10s this entire ten race. Yeah, it's been, he's been a real disappointment.
0: I really thought with him, you know, great on intermediate tracks, he's been remarkably consistent all year. But uh yeah, it was not to be. So, but I think it'll be Brad
1: Keselowski winning a championship event.
0: The first uh, Cup championship. What does that mean for
1: the the yeah, the captain for winning his first Cup title? Well, you know, everyone knows he's so dominant in IndyCar.
0: And he's been around in NASCAR for a very long time. Kate was a bridesmaid, ever bride. Many years under my all-time favorite driver, Rusty Wallace. But uh, he, he's come close. Uh, and he had Kurt Busch, and he was always a contender. Ryan Newman, back when he was, you know, you know, it's funny how everyone uh, talks about him now. He's an amazing qualifier. But that was like that was when he would get like ten poles a year. Now he gets like a couple. Still a great qualifier, but not like what he was. And, uh, and he actually was right in the thick of a rookie of the year with Jimmy Johnson way back. Who don't remember that.
1: He's still a really good driver, and I've always really liked him.
0: And one of the few drives that has a, uh, a
1: degree. Yeah, I went to uh, the Boilermaker. Yeah. Boiler Up. Smart guy. actually was upset by uh, Buckneller this week. Yeah. We doing our college basketball segment. Yeah. Uh, Housekeeping. Kieslowski, uh 320-plus thousand followers on Twitter. Uh, his infamous background is uh, for his Twitter page, the, car, the picture he took from inside the car today, tone of 500. And, b uh, before qualifying has not started yet.
0: Okay.
1: It will start, I believe, on Saturday. I think that's okay. okay. how he's going to do for this sense. race. That makes but, sense. But, um, Johnson, 16th fastest, Kizlowski, 21st fastest in first yeah. practice. So, interesting yeah, to have that works. Joey one. Logano
0: fastest. I uh, took a quick glance at a but, yeah, I think that, you know...
1: I think 20 points is too hard with one race. Really,
0: it's going to be really tough. I mean, it's the best, uh, probably the best driver out there, one of the best of all time, unbelievable crew chief. It's going to take a whole lot because 20 points is a lot. So, it's going to be real tough. Can he do it? I think he could do it. I don't think he will do it. But I, I'm not one of those people like, oh, well, there, there's no chance. Because, like we said... I don't think many people thought there was a chance that he would crash last week, blow the tire, which I know a few other drivers had tire problems as well. So, you know, I, I really don't, I think it's, that he will not win it. It's, it's weird when he's in the championship hunt this late and he doesn't win it. Because, I mean, last year he was kind of out of it early
1: and... I think he wrecked the Chicago last yeah, year. Yeah,
0: and he finished, what, fifth? I mean, it's still a great year. Let's not count him out. But for what we expected, you know, we won the previous five championships in a row, including when we had, he had times where he won it easily, at times when everyone thought Denny Hamill would be it. And then... Jeff Gordon
1: so, was giving him heat, I think, in 06.
0: Yeah, wheels. I remember that. Yeah, because I remember Gordon was very dejected about after Phoenix because he ran a hell of a race, but there was Johnson was just all in the zone but it was, it was funny in the press conference and I actually love it because we kind of talked a little bit NASCAR last night in the show we talked about the really in sports uh, it turned out to be a disaster because Aaron whined about it the whole way oh but boy I, not, not a lot of racing yeah yeah not a lot of racing yeah they, they had no idea what they were talking about but yeah so anyways the, it was interesting at the press conference Jimmy Johnson was kind of like it seemed a little intimidation you know Brad Keselowski Brad Keselowski took it like a pro it was great like, he
1: completely... He, is, he has developed sort of a cocky swag yeah. know, throughout the chase. I like it. I Ever like since it. he won, I believe it was the uh, the race at Dover, second chase race of the yeah. uh, season. Because uh, winning Chicago definitely helps uh, cement him at least in the top five permanently unless he, you know, by the grace of crashing out six times in a row or whatever. But when he won that race, and then when he beat Jeff Gordon on fuel mileage to win Dover... That is when you could slowly see that, okay, the Dodge has the final. The Dodge is throwing everything into his car. Penske has the uh, the, the bankroll to cash it. Backed by a good sponsor. Paul Wolf coming out of nowhere, originally did not want to be Jimmy Johnson, or uh, Brad Keselowski's crew chief. But that tandem has really worked. And they've gotten inside the heads of Johnson, which is very surprising. Because when Jimmy Johnson won at Texas, you seeing him, see him sit at the podium with that cowboy hat on, I thought, okay, there's he is in the zone. If Brad Keselowski could not have wrecked him off the track, I don't know what will. But then Phoenix completely changes everything. Yeah. Now our opinions have flipped, and Brad Keselowski could easily be the uh, second different champion uh, in the last few years. But you know it's a funny story
0: with Brad Keselowski, or uh, not really a funny story. But uh, people don't re- really remember how we got to start. Like he was like a guy. His uh, Brian Keselowski was a longtime racer with him, and his father had a. Uh, Owned a team,
1: the truck team, and the truck team,
0: yeah. and he had a pick between Brian Keselowski. Brian was more of like a steady driver, kept the car clean, but Brad Keselowski had more of like that raw speed. He picked Brad. Brad then um, kind of bounced around a little bit, ran to, uh, some start park rides and nationwide, and then the big break for him was really when uh, Ted Musgrave in the uh, truck series driving for uh, in two thousand six. I believe it was, was it 2007? No, it might have been 2007. I don't remember. Anyways, it was Jermaine Racing, Ted Musgrave, and Keselowski got a shot because Ted Musgrave uh, was the champion contender, but he got suspended for a race because he wrecked somebody on purpose.
1: So then... That's ironic.
0: Yeah, so how about that? And so Brad Keselowski got the ride for a race. It was, he won the pole, Led for most of the race. Most of the race. Travis was spun him at the end. He finished, I think, 18th. Then Dale Jr. hired him to run the 88 card replaced replace the immortal Shane Huffman. Uh, and then he had a lot of years. And then you know what is in the Nationwide Series, he would also be a little plucky with uh, some of the top guys. He was one of the top Nationwide-only guys. And he was, I, where I really seemed to like him, because like, that was when we had the whole bushwhacking, you know, or Nationwhacking, or whatever you want to call it. We had the Cup guys running a nationwide series full time, and it sucked. there it, it was you know
1: because had, the, had the champions like Harvick and Edwards, and Bush.
0: You know. Yeah, it, was just, it sucked. And then he came out. He would take these guys on. And I think he had a brawl one time with what was it, Denny Hamlin at Charlotte? Could be. And it was like where the crews got at it, cause uh, and it was great. I got a lot of respect for him. I always kind of liked him. So
1: that's
0: that's kind of your rambling
1: story. I remember watching. Um, I think it was his fifth or sixth start for uh, JR Motorsports, mm-hmm. the '88 Navy car at uh, yeah. the old Indianapolis Raceway Park. Yes, IRP. Uh, been rest in peace, race track. Has changed the sponsor I think four times in the last five years. Yeah, they don't even race there anymore. Exactly, because sure. they're at the other uh, big track, which he actually won this year. Yeah. The inaugural uh, yeah, Brickyard 200. Yeah, in front of like what five fans? Exactly. Uh, myself, aunt, and uncle me included. Hey. But uh, yeah, there it'd be know. cool to see Brad last game win. I personally don't like him but I think he's a punk. But hey, you know, NASCAR needs that. Yeah. Because, uh, interesting story, uh, talking to my boss at Texas Motor Speedway, Eddie Gossage sat down with Jimmy Johnson. It was on a Good Morning Texas, which is a knockoff, of Good Morning America, uh. for our local a- uh, ABC affiliate. And Jimmy asks Ed, Mr. Gossage, yeah, why are people losing fans? He goes, is it because of me? And Eddie Gossage goes, well, to be honest with you, yes. So we'd like to see the Blue Deuce. <laughs> I'd like to see him win it. That'd be really cool. It would be cool. See Jimmy, uh, see Brad is, win. You win. Know,
0: it's funny because, and I was always kind of like, all right, I don't want Jimmy Johnson to win it anymore. He's no fun. But really, if you look into what Jimmy Johnson, he's not at all like a, like the squeaky clean guy. Like, yeah, he comes off, the, he's got a beautiful wife, but he's kind of like, he's kind of crazy off the track a little bit. Like, remember the whole thing where he was riding on the golf cart, and like broke his wrist. And everyone's like, wait, What? Because even though it's still, like, ridiculous for anybody to do, but it's, like, for Jimmy Johnson. But, you know, if you if you learn a little more about Jimmy Johnson, he's not as much of, like, the clean-cut kind of guy, which I think that really was ushered in by kind of Jeff Gordon. He came in, had the, the trophy wife or the the model wives, and all that. So he, he was different from the good old boys, like Dale Earnhardt, that was the sport. So I think that, well, I certainly wouldn't consider Brad Keselowski a good old boys from Michigan. But, um, yeah, we,
1: Michigan, yeah, I think this should, we could
0: have a rivalry going on, but I think we may be something that's been we've been dying for in NASCAR parody. Maybe a little parody. Maybe have three, four, five guys a year that are really contending like, down the stretch. Like it was last year where there was so much interest because there was a tight race. Like literally nobody knew what was going to happen between, uh, Stewart and Edwards. So, yeah, and Ed, Edwards is another guy that people—he's extremely popular, and he's in all these subway commercials. Tony Stewart, everybody likes. By the way, these Tony Stewart ads with Lewis Hamilton are hilarious.
1: It's sad because it's great. Hamilton's going to um, uh, Mercedes Benz next right. Mercedes Benz GP next year to be a teammate to current Nico Rosberg. No idea what's going to happen to uh, Michael Schumacher, but yeah, uh, he'll think- probably go back to retire. again. Yeah, okay. rumors are he might go back to Ferrari as yes he uh, seat may vacate the Ben Massey. Not doing strange. well. We'll touch on that a little bit because they're actually in the States this weekend. Uh, Flo and I couldn't get credentials because we uh, do not support the Europeans.
0: Sure.
1: But yes, we do because we talk about soccer on this show. Mm-hmm. Oh well, that's our NASCAR take. Brad Keselowski winning the championship. Blue Deuce They the today. NASCAR take. It was great. Blue Deuce NASCAR coverage. okay, will take a quick break. This is Fanatic Radio. com. Welcome back here on Fanatic Radio. My name is Florence live from our TV studios by Radio Saigon. Last this weekend in uh, Austin, it's flown. I would like to be, the United States to host a Formula One Grand Prix for the first time since 2007 when uh, they left the Hallow uh, Grounds, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. But uh, I'm surprised they actually finished that track. Are you? Wait, can you repeat that again? I completely zoned. out. Yeah, Circuit of America. America. Are you surprised that they actually got that finished?
0: Uh, you know I kind of am because uh, you know the whole thing. Because I know there were rumors that oh they may it may not open in time, and I know that they had to postpone the race that they were going to do with the uh, street course, uh, in uh, Weehawken, in West New York, uh, for the uh, that's. That's going to be uh, the Grand Prix of America, and this is the U.S. Grand Prix. But, um, yeah, so I'm a little surprised, but I think it's... And I honestly, I completely forgot the race was this weekend because, I mean, I like Formula 1. I try and follow it because I just, I, I like racing. I know my dad used to be a big uh, F1 guy, and uh, and I always watch like, the Monaco Grand Prix, but it's just, I completely zoned out, and I did not know it was this weekend. But I just think it's so cool to have the... Um, USGP back yeah. there's tumultuous years in uh, Indianapolis and then there were rumors that oh they wanted to try to build a course in New York
1: they wanted to do well um, I think they wanted they wanted to rent a course uh, there's, yeah. a, there's a track I don't know next to a horse racing facility The casino has a whole uh, where um, aristocratic I don't know I think outside New York City
0: oh uh, oh it's the racetrack oh
1: kid uh, well, that was in the metal land. I believe that's in the metal land. That's a little uh, aristocratic cool. feel. I thought that'd be a perfect place to go.
0: Kart had a race a few years and uh, they did it in the Meadowlands parking lot and it kinda sucked because it's just like they just raced in the parking lot and apparently the race really was the racing wasn't very good. And I think um, yeah, so I think this uh this new one of having the race it would have been a nightmare to have a race in New York City, and there's no way they would have ever been able to build a track out there because they remember they tried to build a track, I think it was Staten Island, and there was like people were extremely against it. But um, I think that it'll be cool. I, I would definitely love to go whenever it is um, down in Weehawken, West New York we got the Port Imperial down there, right across the river from New York. So this is probably, like, you have the ship. You see you get the New York skyline. It'll be pretty cool. But I think, you know, it'll be cool this weekend. You know, we have a completely designed new course. And uh, definitely, I looked at the course and see, it's pretty cool. And uh, But not, you know, I remember when they announced where they were going to track. It was like, outside of Austin, Texas, like, hmm, that's, that's an interesting spot. Now, this a bad thing. I, everyone I talked to said, Austin's great. But it was just it was a little random because usually they try and go like the big name cities they had to, where they had in Indianapolis and I'd try
1: to do it in New York. but uh,
0: I think it would be cool. I think it would be cool. It'd
1: be cool. It would be interesting how the other turnout is because mm. um, one of the things when I was at Texas Motor Speedway uh, Bruton Smith owner of uh, Speedway Incorporated yeah. he was saying him and Eddie Gossage were saying because they had some press conference of promotion they were doing
0: uh-huh.
1: We're asked what are your thoughts on the Grand Prix coming to Texas? Granted that yeah, uh, Texas Motor Speedway is three hours up the road north. No. And no. Uh, Eddie Goss is just saying that NASCAR and Formula One, two different types of racing, not really concerned about the attendance. Also, the fact that the United States has failed to sort of keep a solid attendance through at least a decade of racing. Yeah. They went to Watkins Glen, it faded off. Went to Laguna Sega, faded it faded off. And be that's right, Walkins
0: Glen, because that's a fun fact. I don't mean to cut you off. But downstairs in my, uh, kind of like our den, my dad's got a poster of the uh one of the US Grand Prix. It was one where uh Severt died. Francois Severt, he died of practice, he like he literally got his head impaled. failed He crashed into like uh the fence and took his head right off. Uh so that's a nice picture for you guys to imagine. I think it might have been seventy three when it
1: was up at Watkins Glen, which is just a legendary track. But
0: anyways, that's just a random tidbit.
1: Continue. Cool, I always love the uh the nostalgic racing tidbits. But um It'd be interesting to see the attendance. Uh, apparently, it was sold out this Friday for, uh, I guess, practice qualifying tomorrow on the race of Sunday. My uh, only concern is the amount of the, how much uh, Formula One knows these guys. Uh, the, obviously, there's the Schumachers, the Alonso, the Kimi Rikens. but then they have the guys like Vettel. But no United States racers, because last time it came back to the United States had Scott Speed, who is a starting park in NASCAR.
0: Yeah.
1: Now when he's <laughs> racing for Red Bull. I
0: remember. I remember. It he came over. They pushed out AJ Allmendinger. I'm like, yeah, this guy had some success at Arca, but like, all you need is money. Like, you have a decent team and run an Arca. Like, come on. And he came in. He was he was atrocious. Right, and that was right when AJ Allmendinger was finally making his steps forward because he came in so raw. Didn't qualify for the first like what ten races, and he was just a he was a mess this year. He was really raw. The team was a mess. Uh, team Red Bull. And, yeah, but I remember that with Scott Speed because they were like, oh, there's, there were rumors because I remember they tried to have that, U, that American uh, Formula One team based in America. and the U was a guy that they thought maybe they could
1: get. him, so Marco Andretti, maybe Danica Patrick. Yeah, and then that team ended up uh, ended up failing. But, uh, yeah, but continue to get out. Longest okay. racing coverage we've ever had on the show. Yes, Oh, it's
0: like almost oh, the whole show. It's great. It's been wonderful. It's great. I
1: love it. Uh, just to mind if you get cut off listening to it live. You can go to the podcast on iTunes, search for NAC radio, look for the colorful uh, telephone pole or radio signal. Like uh, like the show on Facebook as well. Go to bflow360 dot com to check out Flow on the blog. Have some uh, racing blogs this week.
0: Mm-hmm. What uh, else is on the blog roll? On the blog roll, uh, I want to do. I'm going to try to do another blog post. I've got some papers that I got to do on Tuesday. One of them. on Monday. Uh, i haven't really started yet but it's not that uh demanding but um yeah i want to do another post about how i think Brad philosophy will run this weekend because it's interesting will he because he only has to finish 15 and that's not that you know is he gonna play it safe is he gonna go for it all risk it go for the win um that's a that's a blog post i like to maybe even try and get posted tonight because it's not that much because i want to do another because I don't do enough I certainly don't do enough NASCAR on the blog because I do a, like, preseason preview. I talk about, like, I do a couple posts. I've done a couple posts this season. And I really should do more because I am a NASCAR fan of NASCAR. As surprising as it is for people that know me, they all hate NASCAR, even though they don't know anything about it. But I always want to talk about it more on the blog, and I should. But, yeah, so I try to do another post on that. Usual NFL college football pick. i got my bowl predictions. Sooner or later, I want to get a, do an NFL mock draft because it's starting you know, end the college season. Uh, we're about a little into the second half of the NFL season. So, but, yeah, that's what i found around the horn, if you will. Who do you
1: have in the national championship game as of now?
0: As of right now, i got Oregon and Kansas State.
1: Uh, I don't think
0: either team's going to lose. At least as of right now, I think Oregon will have a tough game against Oregon State, whoever they play in the Pac-12 championship game. Oh, yeah, they're playing Stanford uh, this week, and that could be a tough set, even though I think they'll end up winning Kansas State looking at their schedule. Uh, the toughest game is, uh, well, they have, uh, uh, I don't even remember what they have this weekend. I don't think it's anybody major.
1: But, uh, with uh, be. they beat all the good teams.
0: Yeah, and then they play Texas. They still have to play Texas, and while Texas was a mess for a while, they have actually played really well of late. So, but I, as of right now, no fun. Kansas State, Oregon. That's my championship game. Kansas State, actually, this week is playing Baylor. And I made the joke in yeah. the vlog. Baylor's defense is so bad, American would score 35 on
1: that. Of course. And we don't have
0: a football team. At least
1: not yet. Been undefeated since... Uh, Ever. Since World War II, but apparently we had an atrocious football team in World War II. Apparently we did. According to Michael Freelander, manager of the US, yeah. uh, the American men's did. basketball team, who will bash later today after the performance I watched last night. But that's our college football. Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, uh, another ranked team you guys should watch. USC-UCLA battle, uh, battle, L.A. Battle Royale. You said that could be uh, whoever played Oregon in the Pac-12 championship. It really could because uh, USC is obviously
0: disappointed this year, and the Pac-12 really is wide open. I picked USC because I'm not confident that UCLA – and I'm a UCLA guy. My aunt went there. I always liked UCLA. Um, I think it's a good team – they got a bright future. I think USC will win that game, but I think it'll be a heck of a game. An unusual game for them. Usually, that game is often played in prime This game is an afternoon game, which is I know both teams like because you know, not they don't always love playing at prime time. So yeah.
1: All right. So uh, we'll switch from college football to the NBA. Well, you did a lot of following of the uh, Lakers situation. Yes. And today's the first day that Mike D'Antoni yes. takes over as Lakers. The Lake Show had to say on Dan D'Antoni being hired and him taking over the reins of Mike Brown. It's not my decision, you know. Uh, our job is to go out and play for uh, for the Lakers and um, do the best best we can, you know. Uh, we can't control, you know, who the coach is or anything like that, and uh, we just want to play. I think it's a great thing. A lot of over threes,
0: you know, um, and then you know, I don't think you ever had. A defender such as myself or a defender such as Dwight Howard, you know, one his teams. I don't think he ever coached those type of players. So, your know, defense would be self-explanatory. His offense is amazing. So, you know, it should be, it should be fun, you know, for the Lakers fans. It should be a fun system to play in. Um, There's a lot of uh,
1: opportunities uh, and, um, you know, an up-tempo kind of game. And um, you know, unselfish kind of game. Knowing the Lakers and they do their homework, that they understand what kind of system that Mike has, you know, deployed over his career. So I would think they're they're up to speed on that. We're excited. Uh, we're looking forward to it. You know, uh, he was one of our coaches in the Olympics, and um, ready to go. Got a lot of old guys, you know, so I think. <laughs> we got to all get in shape, you know, so we can have it up-tempo-style uh, offense. So in order of that interview was uh, Dwight Howard, then World uh, Peace, Pau Gasol, uh, Brian Blixdorf, Diver, interim head coach of the Lakers.
0: Uh, Bernie Bickerstad. Yes,
1: and then back to Howard. So they say they're excited. A lot of people are saying it won't work. B-Flo, what are your thoughts on Mike uh, D'Antoni?
0: I, I think it, it could absolutely work. I think Mike D'Antoni got a bad rap. Feel in New York because uh, he and Carmelo Anthony didn't want him. that was kind of not a great. Thing. I think he really wanted Carmel Anthony,
1: and, and ultimately the next trip was Carmelo, but then he got forced out,
0: and then had uh, yeah, I think you were real. Fun. Office. 20 years ago, in like, that's a mastermind in heaven. And it was the best year of his career, and incredibly successful in